Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Urbanized Podcast. My name is Wally Brown. I'm a local um, urban planner extraordinaire slash data analyst. I'm CEO of Equity Urban and host of the Urbanized Podcast. Today, we have a special guest. We have Miss Kimberly Brown. How are you doing today? Doing good. How are you, Wally, and um, your followers? Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. The followers are doing good too. A legend has it, you're a CPA and accountant extraordinaire. So I am. I'm a CPA, and specifically, I'm a. I'm been a CPA for about thirty years. Thirty one as of this year. My dog is saying, peace be with you. Her name is Belle. Um, and I'm a CPA. So really for me, that means uh, I finished from Florida A.M. University. I have been doing finance, process improvement, helping businesses and individuals be their best financially strong, getting things done with operation efficiency, and then taking it forward, taking it forward. So accounting, finance, operations, human resources, because people always matter, and then audit. That's Kim Brown, and then also paying it forward so that other up-and-coming professionals will also have similar opportunities, and we can garner from uh, mutual experiences. That sounds great. That sounds great. And you said uh, Florida and U University. I heard that was a, that's a HBCU. That is a HBCU which means a historically black college and university. And I'm going to grab my furry friend and settle her down as we have this podcast. Uh, Florida AM University is awesome, not just because it's an HBCU, but because it provides a lot of good experience, education, uh, background, but also the opportunity to develop to, who you, to your potential and then also to get involved from a community perspective and then realize it's not just about us, but it's it's uh, learning is always a continuous thing, but it also helps me find out who you are, what you offer and where your opportunities are instead of weaknesses. I call them opportunities so that you become well-rounded and you can garner experience and also competence and confidence from others around you. Mm. Mm. Have you seen the Michelin man? I've seen the Michelin man, and guess what? He keeps it rolling and moving. Yes, he's very well-rounded, very well-rounded. Well-rounded, well-rounded. And I, I heard, um, I know this, but I don't know, the audience knows that the, one of the favorite places you've lived was London, over there. With the so I'm a Chicago girl. I, I, I am based in Atlanta, Georgia, right now, and have mm -hmm. been for a while. Where I have worked, I... Um, I've been in the nonprofit sector. I've been in banking. I've been in retail, Macy's, uh, for five years. I've been in nonprofit sector. When I say been in the nonprofit sector, I'm a prior vice president of finance and human resources for two organizations. I've been on different boards. And I also been in the corporate sector as well. And I am now with Ameris Bank. Um, but specifically, and I've been... I've been in a, in a progressive uh, mindset, but geographically, I've been in the U.S. I've also worked in, in North America, U.S., Canada, uh, Europe, 
And I've had the opportunity, even with Merck, because I, I have been a contractor. I ran my own business for 19 years. Mm-hmm. And some of my clients were the city of Atlanta, DeKalb County, some other municipalities, Genuine Parts, Prudential Real Estate, and they have global and also Dell Secure Works. They have global operations, even though I may have sat in um, in the states, but also spent about a month and a half, or no, about eight weeks oper- operationally in. Europe and London, and I learned a lot. <laughs> I learned a lot about different cultures, the geographic thing, but also there's a lot we don't know, and only through exposure do we realize that. And diversity is a movement. It's a movement from the heart, connecting with people and helping them to realize their potential, but also to realize what we don't know. And everyone offers something, and there is one race, and that is the human race. Let's do it. Let's do it, man. Okay. And we got, um, so who inspired you? My inspiration? Mm-hmm. My inspiration was my mom, my grandmom. Um, I have a, I have some awesome sisters too. Some are with us now and some are, are with me in spirit. Uh, but my mother was awesome, Marion Martin. And my parents and my father, uh, my mom, had, I'm the last out of six kids. And where that's relevant to me is I finished high school when I was 16. I skipped three grades. <laughs> I was a National Merit Scholar. And that's what people count. It's, there's book sense, people sense, and common sense. You can be at, We can be academically smart and not have a clue about being practical about that. That to me is book sense. People sense is having the opportunity to meet people where they are. And that to me is from Maya Angelou, but it's real. And it's to meet people that mutually respect them so that we all rise together. And sometimes you're not going to rise because you're not going to be received well and people may not appreciate who you are or whose you are. And I am a child of God, so I I respect there's some things I'm supposed to um, have you to respect. And also I have boundaries that I don't let people intrude on (laughs) because when I was on other continents I learned that um, beyond my ethnicity my gender had meaning to other people that I thought we had overcome 60 70 years ago and so to be just respectful to meet people where they are to be cognizant also of where there's common bridges so my inspiration came from my mom it came from others that I read about when I didn't travel, but being the last out of six kids, I just have a veracity to read. I have an appetite to continue to learn and then also to have some fun and pay it for it because the young people are our future. But um, people are four parents. My grandparents were awesome. People paid a lot, not just financially. They sacrificed so we could have opportunities. And so I learned who they were and what strengths they had so that I could in my weak moments, I think about if they came through it, I can too. And so to be inspired and then it helps inspire somebody else. Mm. Yep, yep. That's it. In a nutshell. That's great, mom. That's pretty good. That's a lot. I'm learning a lot. <laughs> what, what's your favorite memory? My favorite memory? My favorite memory with my parents was a picture I found and then to see when I was showing them when I was little and then um, I, I, I love dancing. I don't know that uh, my father was an awesome dancer. I mean, they, they used to call it cutting the rug 
what that would mean now, I mean, he could truly get down now down he could he could do ballroom dancing he could almost outdo james brown he was from that genre and generation but he also had he was rhythmic where he could just go fluid with it so music moves me because it's an expression of people and your thoughts and it moves you to where you can be and also it's universal and so i just love music but anyway, I remember when I found a picture of, of, of literally a photo, it was before the digital photos we have, you know, on our cell phones and our devices. But anyway, it was a beautiful picture. It's like, where is this from? Because they were, they were getting down. And they're like, oh, that was then. Let me show you what we can do. And they, they, they put some music on. I believe it was some Temptations. Then they went with some Barry White before, you know, it is. We see people in the persona of what we perceive them to be. People have so many facets of who they are. So my parents for, not my parents, but for who they were, Chester and Marion. And my mom was absolutely beautiful inside and out. And she got down and she kept it graceful. And I thought, oh, you're so mom. But then I realized everybody has something in them it's a matter of us finding that and respecting them and loving them for who they are, not who we think they are. So let's keep it real with that. My other memory was my going back to music. Uh, I went to ballet and whatnot, but the memory I had was we used to have, we had house parties, a lot of house parties uh, from the neighborhood I was in. And we would go to some house parties as long as we got a chores done. I had like two or three jobs I would um, when I was coming up. I did things in the houses. We had an apartment building. I learned how to paint. I learned how to fire the furnace and whatnot because you had to serve. You had to you know, help have service, but also and I babysat. So I did those things so that and got good grades so that that gave me the opportunity to do some things I want. Sometimes when you do what you need to do, you get to do what you want to do. And so we went to some house parties, me and my sister, Denise, she's really cool. And she won a dance contest. I was second running over. She won a dance contest. So we thought, okay, we can take this on the road. And really we couldn't. What we needed to do is have some fun and take it home. <laughs> that was a memory because sometimes I, that just gives me three to four seconds of laughter and fun about just some fun things that, um, Hold on to memories. Memories are wonderful. And also it helps to embrace those that mean something to us, family and friends. So sometimes when they're not with us, either geographically or when they're not, you know, above ground, we still have the essence of who they are. And we also get to share those moments and reflect over and over again. That's really cool, Mom. That's really cool. We're about, we're halfway through. You ready? So um, if you look at the young people today, what advice would you have for them? Advice? Up to a couple things. Know who you are. Have confidence in yourself and love yourself. Don't like yourself. Love yourself because if we don't love ourselves, who else will? And we'll seek something outside that has to begin within. A seed grows and turns into a vine, and the, the most, the largest and most magnificent trees come from seeds. And we have to have, I encourage, we each have to have that seed of love and responsibility 
I love myself, then I'm going to hopefully help respect someone as I respect myself, but also be responsible. Um, a lot of things don't happen in an instant, but they have lasting impressions. A lot of things are caught on cameras, for example, or images. What we do, what I say, what I do, it has implications to other people and it has implications beyond the moment. So if I have a sense of responsibility, and I'm still working on it, but if we have a sense of responsibility, we will think about it. I encourage each, each of our bright and upcoming young people to think about how we can touch somebody else's life because it's really not just about us. Yeah, right. We matter, but if I don't love myself, I can't give love to someone else if I don't love myself. And if I'm not responsible with what I do and the impact of what I do, then how can I expect somebody else to have those responsibilities with me? And we are part of the planet, we're part of a race and we're part of communities and communities matter. Uh, we don't keep having to look for leaders. There's leadership within us. We just have to cultivate it. I think that makes a lot of sense. Thank you, Mom. I'm doing my best. You know, be a leader. The leadership. But be a leader and also know how to serve. Service leadership. I went through leadership programs and not to brag, but the more I went through leadership programs, leadership cob, which is a year, uh, one year. Um, program where you learn about the community, you learn about the legislature, you learn about community service, you learn about how things were structurally done and about diverse ethnicities and different income levels and housing and opportunities that don't serve others well. And at the end, you know, corporate and other aspects, but also from a humanity perspective, there's always someone that has more credentials or could have more achievements but what about service? When we serve mm -hmm. others, that's really, and we touch someone's life and help uplift them or encourage them. And sometimes you can have a little tough love saying, you know, that really may not be the best thing to do. What does that look like? What does that decision look like six months from now or a year from now? Not that there's an answer, but when we start to think about that, we will have less um, conflict and more resolution. We'll have fewer words because we'll guard our tongue when we're angry or frustrated. And we'll think about what do my thoughts and actions look like and what impact does it have a ripple in the pond in a community instead of just looking at what somebody else is doing. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Let's see, we're gonna we're gonna turn it inwardly towards you. You ready? I'm ready. And I, can I say one thing also? Mm -hmm. You got to have some fun. Got to have some balance. <laughs> got to have some fun. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. Great, Mom. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to 18-year-old you? 18-year-old Kim, some years ago, two, you know, a couple chapters ago in my life, um, I would tell the 18 year old Kim, you're smart, but you're not wise. Very smart. Wisdom is something else. And I would tell her to just enjoy life, but also uh, learn to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. I've always been very um, goal oriented. I do a lot for others and I would have started taking better care of myself 
introspectively. Mm. Mm -hmm. And adhere to boundaries. Boundaries exist for a reason. Mm. Adhere to boundaries. Don't just have them, but adhere to them. If we don't respect our boundaries, no one else will. That's pretty much it. Thanks, man. And, and now we have, we're looking towards the future. You ready? Okay. So what inspires you to keep moving forward? The hope of possibilities mm. and the reality of failures. Possibilities, um, so many things can be shaped if we see it believe it and have it in our heart. First, I have to see it. I have to embrace it. And then when I put it in my heart, then it's like GPS. It's a goal that can be positively achieved through service and sacrifice. That's the GPS. Mm. And for me, it's got to be centered in God. Sometimes there's a voice or circumstances that say, you sure you want to do that? Or, Are you sure? That's the people you want to be with. And sometimes that's just a reality of life to me as the creator or God saying that may sound good or look good, but that's not good for you and good for those that you care about. So it's good to know where we are, just like GPS. Here's, here's where I am. Here's where I'm trying to go. Nobody likes to be detoured or have a lot of rerouting, rerouting. Some decisions can be premature or don't make any sense. And so the energy, the time, the effort is best spent sometimes evaluating. I go back to that. What does that look like six months from now, a year from now? And tomorrow is not promised. It's good to have goals, but the reality of things can happen in a moment or the change. And got to go back to have some fun, have some fun, but be responsible and you know, when the time on this earth is over to have touched somebody else's life and to have that purpose and then to listen. There's a reason there are two of these and one of these. Listen to others and listen within. Listen within. Spend that time. Mm. And if something didn't work in the past and, and doing the same thing, what's the likelihood of, a say, of the same outcome? the same thing have have the courage to change by only by acknowledging failures failures can be so inspiring when i accept them when i face them and when i learn from them you're right ma. You're right. and so now we're gonna make it a little meta what do you wish uh current leadership would do to help move community forward be responsible Either lead through service or get out of the way. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either lead and or, you know move it. There, there are metrics at the end of the day. No matter what we do for not only a living in our communities, there are metrics. You know, do we move forward each day? There are twenty-four hours in each day, mm -hmm. and if we do the math, the twenty-four hours times. 60 minutes in, a, in an hour, 60 minutes in an hour, and how many seconds? That's some precious time. It really, the present, it really is a gift. 
if nothing is being achieved at the end of the day or at the end of the week, you know, we have our good days and bad days. At the end of the week, if we haven't moved forward, hello, we're not getting that time back. And leaders have a responsibility to serve and move something forward other than themselves. Other than that, please do yourself a favor in the community and get out of the way. Mm. Or to me also, some leaders are very, they're, they're strong. A John Lewis. Um, I'm going to go with some other leaders who may not be on this un on this planet right now. I think of, and Barack Obama to me was phenomenal, not just because he was African-American, but the where he came from and the ability to connect. Mahatma Gandhi, um, Malala, mm -hmm. <laughs> Maya Angelou. Mm -hmm. I'm also going back to the Harriet Tubman's, you know, Frederick Douglass, Malcolm X, MLK was awesome, but there are these unspoken leaders as well. Mm. Um, Oprah is awesome. Tyler Perry is awesome, but those are some people in the limelight. Many people's grandmothers, great grandmothers, teachers, educators, mm -hmm. they in themselves are leaders and often unspoken. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, the determination, the grit, and the integrity mm -hmm. that sacrifice so somebody could have some, but also the gay hugs and told someone or told people, honey, I love you. You're good who you are and had the courage to take some things on one step at a time. Those are the people, the leaders that I'm inspired by. Mm -hmm. We have them. The mm -hmm. Calvary doesn't come for us. We are the Calvary. Right. We have to garner our responsibility, our capabilities, and then we have to uplift someone else. Those who may be homeless have so much to offer. Our veterans offer so much. Our kids offer a lot. So many kids are actually kind of teaching themselves through these COVID and other times because parents are doing the best they can or their grandparents so just to let people know in that moment when people feel less than, you actually are more than because there's something within you. And right now, our nation and some cities and so many things are divided. There's one race, and that's the human race. And everybody offers something, but we have to look for that in each other. We have to look for the goodness. And if I choose not to see the goodness in someone else, then I need to examine my eyesight and my mindset. And if some of the leaders can't see that, maybe they're not really leading. Maybe they're dividing. And maybe it's a little time, it's time to close that chapter and to move on to somebody else. You're right. You're right. Or someplace else. Mm. Someone else, you know, let someone else have that opportunity because it is a responsibility, but we all need to be measured on what we've done to move things forward and made our community stronger, not just how we've garnered our bank account or our credentials or our party, if you will, because it's, it's more than that. Our communities are stronger than that, or they can be stronger than that when we seek unity instead of divisiveness. Yeah, right. You're right, Mom. Next up, what is your favorite place in the world? I have two places that's favorite. One is San Francisco. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love San Francisco because of the hills, 
Um, it's close to the ocean. You have so much diversity. And it's just uh, the architecture is amazing. And I had a lot of fun there. I worked there on someone else's dime, but I just love it. I've been there three times. And that it gives me energy. And you can see Pasadena. You can see all these places. There's something about the oceans and whatnot that remind me of life is so much bigger. It's beautiful, but it's also very expensive. And so the element of transportation and architecture where you still see so many things from, from prior ages, you have so much wonderful food and you have diverse people, you have Chinatown, you have all this. That to me offers so much about the possibility of what America really can be. Mm. And that energy. And I love, I love New York. I love New York, but um, I love London. I love London. Mm. And I had the opportunity. And that's London isn't my favorite place, but I loved it because um, the history, the architecture, but also people just have to, they have to get along. <laughs> they have to get along in the history. I love history. And um, I really loved Egypt. When I went there, it, it humbled me in terms of just the, the architecture of the pyramids and the history. And when, it's one thing to study things like where in the world is Carmen San Diego, or for me, it was the World Book Encyclopedia or National Geographic. But when you actually see it mm. and realize how apes, the structures are, and those pyramids are still standing brick by brick by brick. Mm -hmm. We are smart. We are brilliant. Mm -hmm. We have so much that we offer to this world. And we should, I don't look for people to acknowledge multiple cultures for their strengths. You can see, you can see certain things are lasting or in England, it was Stonehenge. A lot of things, archaeology, um, shows or displays are lasting. So this too shall pass, but what we do and what we build community-wise and structurally that can have an impact, it will last. And it's it's bigger than us. Mm. You're right. So those are my favorite places. Let's do it. Let's do it. And I have one last question for you. Are you ready? And thank you for sharing, by the way. How do you think COVID has changed your life? COVID has continued to have me embrace change and evolving. Not just change, but evolving. Evolution is a part of life. This virus will continue to change. I have the courage to change. I also had the courage to accept some things um, that just common sense isn't common for me. The masking, the vaccinations, the working remotely is some choices that we have in terms of take care of self and help take care of others. Also, life is about change, but also change takes time. Mm -hmm. And it's good to help take care of other people mm. when certain things that are recommended are done responsibly. That not only helps me and my family, but it helps my community. And for those people who, for whatever reason, choose not to change and want to fuss, 
what does that look like two months to three months from now? It looks like uh, a lot of stress and discomfort because the virus can change, situations change. Can we change and do we have the heart to accept it? And for those, unfortunately, because beyond statistics, there are people's lives who have been lost or sacrificed. And I am so thankful and humbled by people who are first responders or people working the grocery stores and do quite a bit. Our teachers, mm-hmm. they fight to help uplift and help people every day. So we must have the courage to change and we must have the courage to find something good, even in challenging situations. That's how we get stronger. Out of change and out of issues, opportunities come strength and becomes resilience. So it's taught me to be more resilient, be open to change, and to be responsible and to be thankful one day at a time. Mm. Thank you, Mom. This is great. This has been great. And digital solutions. Digital solutions. Technology is helpful. It's not an end all, Mm. but it's a way to not only stay connected, but to keep things in the context and to help take care of each other. Help take care of each other because that's needed. You're right. You're right. That's what we got to do. We got (laughs) to, you know, because we're all we got, you know, that's what we got to do. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your very busy schedule. We always appreciate it, you know. Uh, (laughs) Thank you. It's always wonderful talking together. I'm glad you got to share this platform. You're one of my favorite people in the world, so I'm glad I get to share that out. You're one of my favorite people, too, and I know where you came from, and it's good to see you for who you are and choices that you continue to make in your life and your community. Um, to help move us all forward with planning and also with inclusiveness and diversity and then with balance. So I want to say I appreciate you. I appreciate the opportunity and I appreciate the opportunities ahead of all of us one day at a time, but together we rise. You're right. Together we rise. Thank you so much. I think that's a wonderful note to end out on. We have Kimberly Brown, Senior Auditor at Synovus, and CPA, Mother. Kimberly Brown, an Auditor at Ameris Bank. Oh, I'm sorry, Ameris, I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Synovus was an opportunity and a chapter in my life. And we get to chart our chapters. We get to chart our chapters. And we get to encourage others to chart their chapters. And when it's time to go into a new chapter, have the courage to do it and do it with an open mind, heart, and spirit. So with that, I'll sign off. Thank you, Wally. And thanks for all that you're doing in your community. Thank you, mom. Thank you. (laughs) I know people call you Kimberly. I normally I call you mom. (laughs) I am your mom, but also I'm I'm a supporter. I'm a supporter. Servant leadership is about what we do and also who we learn from and learn with. So I continue to learn from you also. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I learn all the time from you. Thank you. We will we will see you soon. We got a dinner table near you, Ella. 
Thanks for the opportunity, okay? You too. Thank you. Bye. Love you, Mom. Bye.